Hey there, Bubblers. It's Nat and Liz. And we're back for another episode. Yes, a three-week hiatus. Yes, school holidays. Possibly. Uh, yep. Yeah, something like that. We're up to episode nine. Oh, my Can God. Can you believe it? We've we almost hit double digits. We have to have a party. <laughs> you know what? The next one, we'll do lunch. Actually, we're party. doing lunch after this anyway. Yeah, yeah we are. We'll yeah, do bubbles. Right. We'll I do think bubbles. number 10. Yeah. I think that's a I good one. I think we one. should. I think we should. So even though it's been school holidays and lots of school and lots of stuff going on, um, we've both managed to actually fill our diaries with lots of things that we've done and read and all the rest. <clears throat> Do you want to start since I've got a yeah, yeah, okay. Right? Well, um, okay, so uh, I've been down to my old home stamping ground of the Mornington Peninsula uh, over the holidays. You know, I've never been there actually. Oh my god, okay, I'm gonna have to talk about that because okay. it's so good. I've been to lots of Victoria, so like uh, lots, and it's so beautiful down there. Yeah, but can we go in like a warmer but... month? Yeah, well, it was, it was actually kind of hot while we were there. So, wow. okay. yeah, cool. Yeah. It's good that climate change has really lifted the. <laughs> well, there's one bonus, <laughs> one only bonus. one. Um, so, and we get there via the Hume Highway, uh, which means lots of listening. Oh, potty listening nice. on the way down. Good. So I'll tell you um, the highlights because yes. um, the first one, which I just was enthralled with and immediately got my husband uh, listening as well, well was uh, Annabelle Crabs. Yes, yes, yes. Quarterly essay, Men at Work. Which I've um, read as well. Right, you read, yeah, okay. And so. I heard it on the um, Audible app, which it's free for Audible subscribers. Because normally they don't do that. But it seems to be a new have. feature, which was yeah. quite cool because I had intended to read it yes. and then saw saw it there. And, of course, Annabelle's reading it, and so oh. it's got her mm. lovely sense of humour. Oh, yes. So it's a few kind of cack out loud moments. <laughs> 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 really, really her. very funny. Yes, so in, massive girl crush. In one bit she says, um, she's talking about Julia Gillard's partner is accused um yes. what is she actually accused uh, correctly of being a hairdresser <laughs> it's really cute correctly. <laughs> so she's just quite funny to listen to but i was just really so interesting because the um she's talking through the prism of um making uh if we don't have equality for men mm-hmm. then it it's going to drive a wedge yeah. um for, between men and women That's and she it. talks she talks about a potential backlash from millennial yes men yes. um and uh that we need to we need to allow men to have the same flexibility as women and you know then she talks to that. she talks about Scandinavia of course, of course and and how you give men a year off and they become better husbands the mm. workplaces ch- mm. are forced to change mm-hmm. product everyone sees productivity doesn't change and it has this incredible knock-on effect oh, and incredibly. um so it really is kind of like the ripple, the stone in the pond creating yes. this a ripple effect. So it was just fascinating and it's just so worthwhile reading. And the examples that she gives, um, you know, the PwC example is incredible of, you know, giving give, not only their generous paid leave yep. in scheme, but also mm. allowing um, a new definition of carer and not just you know the mother having, yeah, the, yeah pri- not having primary yeah. and secondary carer yeah um so it's really i mean it's so detailed and it really is a long essay um but it is a quarterly essay worth the read so worth the read or the listen and um you know you just really can't kind of it, it would be a whole podcast in itself to talk about it but well um, to be honest i've been talking about this for years and <laughs> as you know i made a Absolutely. career out of it in fact i mean for those of you who know me and if you don't check out my linkedin page and you'll see um this is a very much what i'm about and you know gender equality but also in the workplace but it's not about just women it's about men and it's very much centered around flexibility and flexible working because it then enables everybody to lead a full work life as well as home life and this is one of the things that's often missed 
because we so often talk about flexible working or things at work, but we forget about, like you said, that ripple effect of how it impacts the home life. And so that's a really important conversation to have. Um, but I'd be really keen to hear what Hubby thought. Is he yeah, do you mind so, sharing? No, not at all. He doesn't. And, <laughs> no, no. And he was um, absolutely um, enthralled by it as well. Okay. And, um, and I think one of the interesting things that he said is that you – until you're kind of shown the other person's viewpoint, you don't really think about it day to day, particularly, you know, if you're a man working in that more traditional kind of environment. So I think it's, that's the most important thing about listening to that is to to see how, how everyone is affected. Absolutely. So it was, it's just a real eye opener to listen to it. And that's, I think that was the case for him as well. And so, um, yeah, so, so just fabulous. Um, So that was a real highlight. Um, I then went on to um, listen to digital minimalism, which I, Keep it keeps popping keep up. As, yeah, that. it keeps popping up. Might need to um, make a we'll note of that one. Put the link on again. It's yeah. on the. It's on Audible with this horrible robotic voice reading it, which oh. is such a. Oh, God, they choose some bad. <laughs> so it wasn't a robot. It was a person who it sounded robotic. It was a person robotic. that I, I almost thought it was maybe a, a computer generated voice. It was so okay. strange, but it didn't affect the experience. Um, I just found this really like it's revolutionary to read this. Tell me. Uh, listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Read, <laughs> listen. Um, How and, so? Well, it. I mean, the his jumping off point is that our constant distraction has moved us away from deep work. Oh and yeah. And so. And deep thinking. And deep thinking. Yeah. And and the loss of solitude, which means time in which we are not subjected to someone else's input. And even so, electronically, is even electronically, yes, electronically. So okay. he's talking about it from a digital perspective, Purely but digital. but but, so, yeah. but also saying, if you um, go for a walk and you take your phone and you're kind of it pinging and then then you, so you're never really allowed to dip below into a really deep thinking process. And then he talks about yeah. how important that is for. Um, ideas and creativity mm. and your brain actually does move into a different kind of state when you are 100%. not distracted and so um, and then he talks about sort of some practical ways to do that and he actually moves a lot of the stuff that we tend to do on our phone back onto our computer so if you do absolutely need to have you know mm. social media interactions then try and do that when you go and sit at your laptop rather than having a constant sort of stream of distraction mm. um and yeah so there's some some ideas like that but he also talks more broadly about moving back to leaving your phone somewhere else we've done that for ever it's only really in the last couple of decades that okay. we've, so we've had that constant connection question on that though as both of us as yep. parents who work and aren't necessarily you know we're available but not necessarily always available but i mean part of the reason i have my phone with me so often is my kids yeah yeah so he doesn't actually particularly when they go through periods of troubles and whatever yes, yeah. and so you want to be connected i mean yeah. what does he talk to that yeah, he does talk about that and he actually talks about how we have really in the last 10 years yeah. we are the first parents to do this that is and true. we have survived perfectly well until true. now without so he's he okay. talks a lot about 
how you can that is one part of it but there's a whole chunk of your day when you don't need to necessarily have your phone with you the whole time so is it also about managing expectations of everyone around you so if you 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 let's say take a day where you just need a day yes just to uncle so you just let everyone know Exactly. You know, I'm not really contactable. Kids yeah. speak <laughs> to your dad. And, and if you were doing, <laughs> like, if you're doing brain surgery, you wouldn't want your kids ringing you, right? So well, there's no. going to be there's going to be times anyway that you need to be off the. Oh, so anyway, but it was just it's just really quite Absolutely. a. It does really challenge behaviour. Yeah. And I really I like that. It really makes you go back and kind of say how does it and it might not affect you in any way but it, my phone really impacts on me I often feel me that it causes stress it mm. allows me to work remotely Too much connected. it gives me a lot of freedom in my work yep, but it also true. means you never step away from it yeah and I'm really aware of that lack of deep yes. work kind of time yes and or even not just more importantly but just as importantly the disconnection from it because it, there's an energy or a frequency when you're connected so when I was in the Northern Territory and for 80% of the time we didn't have connectivity it was so relaxing and not only that we had nature and all the rest on top of that so to be completely disconnected and I let everyone know and somehow life just continued on and it was blissful so when I came back to the city it was just so intense like I literally had re-entry issues for two days I felt like oh my god how can I live here now I'm totally fine with it um I've totally readjusted but just that disconnection was heavenly so and, i can imagine yeah. and it is doing that of, quite regularly is important yeah and it is that kind of slot machine type addiction you know we 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 don't just and i find i don't know about you but i don't necessarily wait for my kids to call me and say can you pick me up from the bus stop i'm checking to see if they have texted me to say have i you know did i miss it while i had mm. my phone over mm. there for half mm. an hour or mm. whatever mm. so i think that constant constant um interruption is is yeah. Oh, it impacts me anyway. So that was okay. really good. So and I'm going to listen to this yeah, very imminently this. and then maybe we can do a, like a digital detox challenge. Yeah, I think that would be really we, good. I think I know I'm very much in that same pattern. It does stress me. Yes. And yeah. I want to get into a new way of being. So let's talk yeah, about okay, that I offline. Think, okay, we can do like a digital it. challenge. Okay, I think it's really good. Make a note. And it's challenging and because you actually have to like... <laughs> But like you said, we're the first generation of parents, like in the particular in the last 10 years, who've been as contactable as we have. And in fact, I think the negative side of that, apart from us, is then our kids then have such ready access to us rather than having their own problem solving. They go, exactly. oh, I'm at the bus stop. I can't get home. Okay, well, what can I do? And then actually for them to think out stuff rather than just call oh, us and go, right. yeah, we'll pick you up. So that also is quite good. I mean unfortunately you know or rather the reason why we sort of have that i guess is because god forbid there's an emergency but the times that there actually is an emergency are so far and few between yeah and they probably ring triple o as well like there is actually a system set up exactly but but the other thing is i think if you say to your kids um okay i I don't i'm not going to be picking up my phone between one and three if you need me between then um and you need to be picked up well i'm not going to be there so you're going to have to walk home yeah you know, or find Figure another way. So if they know ahead, so it's yeah. we've made them dependent as that's well. That's it. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah, so we've so got to not, manage that. It's not a, just a matter of no longer picking oh, up your phone. I'm like, I'm loving. There's my whole, brain is already buzzing know, with ideas. There's a whole lot of yeah. You kind of put the put the bedrock down first. And, okay. Anyway, so we'll uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think we could both awesome benefit. Yeah. Nice <laughs> I definitely one. could. All right, over to you, Nat. Yeah, over I'll to me. A, I'll have a blah blah break. Okay. 
We've been bloodlining together, so yeah. it's all good. So I've read quite a few books, um, being the holidays. Um, and so um, the first one I want to share with is Three Women by Lisa Toledo. It's um, a newish book from this year. It came out um, maybe a couple of months ago. Um, a lot of people have been talking about it. Uh, someone was reading it on the trip um, up to the Northern Territory. Um, it's not the kind of book I think I would normally have read if there wasn't the hype. So if I just picked it up on, at the bookshop and read the back, it wasn't grabbing. Having said that, now that I've read it, it's the, the premise is three, uh, the stories of three women, true stories. Lisa Toledo had followed them for eight years and had interviewed them and family and friends and colleagues to get a full picture of their lives. And essentially, each of the women was how um, their lives are interacting, particularly with men. So there is some um, sexual abuse and rape um, and other situations, but also relationships and uh, partners and uh, good relationships, relationships failing, but it's all in the context of men and women and, and, and their relationship to men. And so the premise of the book, however, is very much that um, where women are uh, in situations with men, men are almost always seen as the more valid voice. Right. So in yeah. a situation where there's one story, I don't want to go into too much detail and give away anything, there's a story of a student. She's about in year 10-ish roughly and she starts in year 11 maybe starts having an affair with her teacher. But then at the court case, you know, he's teacher of the year and he's considered so fantastic and everything she said is considered like null and void. And it's certain other stories which are like that. And although she still loves him, she hates him and it's this very complex story. Um, and, uh, but it's, it's, it was so beautifully written. Um, it's nonfiction, but it's still a story. Right. So it's a very different type of nonfiction. Um, and really enjoy it if um though if anything around rape or sexual harassment is something that might be confronting i would say don't read it it can be very descriptive um but it is still a beautifully written book and i found it really interesting to delve into the lives of three women who i probably would never meet obviously those particular women but it's yeah very unique story well not unique but different stories that impacted them in their lives okay right because it's on that's i mean i keep seeing it at the bookshop and i i must say i did have the same response i read the back and thought i would never mm. pick this up yeah and i i don't know what what it was about it that didn't kind of yeah well, uh, it looked like it could be too confronting but i don't usually shy away from that so <laughs> well to and be honest that the premise isn't grabbing the story of three women yeah. Okay, we know lots of fantastic and lovely and interesting different women and being fantastic is not necessarily part of it, but interesting stories nonetheless. But I think it's the writing yeah, that okay. really she's grabbed she's me. Great. So she's yeah. a very good writer. Okay. So it's definitely worth it okay. and I have it, yep. so don't buy okay, it. Okay, good, won't buy it. It's yep. one of those, though you have to be in the right frame of mind because yep. it is very full on. Okay. Um, the second book, which, um, well, two books by Steve Bidolf, who is an Australian psychologist, really like his books. He's yeah, written Raising great. Boys, Raising Girls. Raising Boys is one of the books I read because I've read Raising Girls already and Manhood, which is the follow on. So they're both um, really, really well written, kind of linking back to um, the quarterly essay with Annabelle Crabb talking about how, but more at a younger stage, how we're raising our boys and what are we doing to create a healthy masculinity in our society um, and to understand that um, 
you know, biggest gender equality feminist there is around. Um, but boys and girls can be quite different in the way that they develop and grow and hormones. Process information. Process information. And subsequently, you know, it's really focusing on meeting what they need at different stages. So they're, they're really thoughtful um, books. I'm not huge on self-help type books, but these aren't that. He's a psychologist. He's been a counsellor. For a long time, like over 30 years, he's a deep thinker. He, he really addresses a lot of topics around what it is to be a healthy man in our society today. Um, really enjoyed it. Yeah, really. well, I've, yeah. I read it when my kids were little. There you go. And I probably need to read it again, but I, I mean, there's well, stuff that I remember yeah. from years ago. And one of them was <laughs> with boys, you need to be doing something when you're talking, washing the dishes, building something, because right. the communication flows more easily, whereas yeah. girls tend to be better with direct. You know, direct how we're yeah. talking now, looking yes. at each other and talking directly, whereas boys tend to be a little bit more... Um, they'll speak more freely when you're working together. And so I just yeah. always remember that, but probably should read. No, and what older. I love about it, particularly with Raising Boys, is that it's done in stages. So you can go back to it at yeah. any time because... Yeah. It focuses on the different um, developmental stages. So um, I think zero to three or f- something like that. And then the next one's like four to eight and then eight to 14 and 14 yeah. and up. So okay. yeah. roughly. But yeah, they're, they're the kind of key stages. Yeah. Um, I could be completely wrong. But anyway, the point is that there are stages so you can go back to it over and over. And it just is stuff that does not um, go out of time or style because it's the kind of thing that's really quite good. I was um, on just on that topic. I was reading. I've been reading some Michael Carr Gregg, who's also great. Okay. Um, he's spoken at school. He's really. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. He's really super practical and um, quite funny too. So then the quote of that's stuck in my mind. I keep, <laughs> I keep telling the kids is at, at at the end of one of the chapters. He says, um, "Yeah, whatever he's telling you, you should do." He said, um, "Your kids will thank you one day." Or not. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> I was telling my kids about that. They have to read oh, 20 so minutes true. a day. And yeah. one of them was complaining yes. um, bitterly. And I, so I said, well, you'll thank me one day. Or not. Or not. <laughs> don't, I, don't really, I don't really it. care. No, it's so true. Because sometimes um, even my mum asked me about something like, do you remember when you were a kid about blah, blah, blah? And I was like, no, don't remember at all. And she's like, really? Such a big thing. And it lasted like three years. And I'm like... No memory. So things that we think are going to be so massive in their lives, probably nothing. Yeah, and And the things that are the smallest are huge. Exactly, and you know, it's quite a nice. I think it's quite a nice sentiment because it kind of says, "Well, I'm the parents, probably." I'm not here to be. (laughs) It's probably thankless. It is a thankless job. Nice to be given the permission to just yeah perform thanklessly. It's it's so true. It's so true. Um, and then the last book, which I haven't quite finished, but imminently finishing and just ripping through it because it's just unbelievable, is Testaments by Ooh, Margaret okay. Atwood. Do I need to have read the other one? Okay, so I haven't fully read Handmaid's Tale because I found it too confronting when I read it. And then Handmaid's Tale came out on Netflix. Well, I never, I've never seen it. Which I then watched okay. every single Right. Every I'm completely up to date. I don't okay. even know how many seasons in. I've got however many. I've watched them all. 
So, um, and I had the book from years ago, and when I read it, it was just too intense, actually. Maybe it was Headspace, maybe it was the book, I don't know. And watching it, it was, I mean, it's phenomenal online. But again, if, yeah, it's very confronting. But at the same time, I also think it's one of those shows that are so important to watch from the perspective of, look how easily things could slide. And I don't mean easily as in from one day to the next, but it's important to recognise that, for example, when we're looking at... Um, there's the um, the, re- the religious discrimination acts currently that's being circulated around federal yeah. government and what that implication has, um, the free press stuff that's being sliding around. There's the, there's a lot of things at the moment that you kind of go, okay, it's it's inch by inch, but things add up, and you kind of go, how far do we then let it go until we go? oh my God, now we're in a nanny state and Big Brother is watching, yet we were completely complicit the whole way. Well, you know, I, years Which ago, is essentially what happens in Handmaid's Tale. Years ago, I read this book called The Klemperer Diaries and it's the diary, it's a huge book and it's a diary of um, a man in Germany mm. in, and he was Jewish, his wife was not Jewish and um, but for some reason he was due to the marriage. I think he... Um, he managed to kind of survive um, and wasn't deported to mm. to um, lucky. yeah <laughs> until and until much later in the war mm. and in any event the, so the lead up is um, mm. it starts in the thirties and well, the point of the story is the gradual yeah. the gradual removal of rights and so it is so it's almost so gradual that people go okay we can live with this. And we'll then give you up this get one. used to whatever it is. And then we is. adapt. And then, okay, and then the next one's it's gone. And, and this, was, uh, this was over a decade. You know, I think it's the, the early 30s this started. Yeah, yeah. And so, and because you're reading it in real time, essentially, through the diary, you also are going, okay, I can understand now how did, because you think, you know, how, how, did, how did you get from A to B? How, how did you get, but there was, it was a very gradual process. And now I often think of this when I see the, the press. Mm. you know the prosecutions for journalists and i think it, it like it's it's not right to say if they're small they're small erosions but they're big and impediments we don't in our attention. society or yeah. the whole whistleblowers act and how um uh, the whole Jeffrey Rush case and how now people in with sexual harassment are treated in the law in and in the courts i mean there's so many incremental things so yeah with handmaid's tale there is that, so it talks about that, particularly around women and our society, but it's also religious fanaticism as well. But the book itself is so brilliantly written. Okay. I mean, I love Margaret Atwood, full stop. But um, it, the testaments, it's basically three testimonials of three of key people. Um, so mm. it's of, um, oh, I don't want to give it away, but okay. it is because it kind of gives away what's going to happen right, a bit, right. especially because you only haven't watched it. I don't want to give any... But anyway, beautifully written um, and just really gives it the next stage because the whole thing with... I think it was season one and two are uh, the book and then the following seasons, Margaret Atwood was part of creating the screenplay because it wasn't written. Oh, right. Um, and it does flow quite beautifully and does really well. Um, and so the book, I wouldn't say lifts off from where they were, but it's more almost 15 years on kind okay. of thing so there's still room for Netflix to produce a few more se- seasons um, I'm sure they did that intentionally but um, yeah it's 
brilliant. Okay. Kyla, so that's really? another okay. one coming okay. your way. Coming my way. Okay, so, I'll yeah. buy it. So that, that, that's my <laughs> So we keep so buying that, the same book. <laughs> yes, I know. We've got to stop doing that. It's a waste of money. And uh, you know what we should do? We, I know we were talking about a clothes swap before. Uh, book swap. Yeah, I was actually looking at my pile of books that I've read and thinking, I do put them in the little book libraries. Yeah. But we, I think we need to... We need to I know we have a book club, but we haven't met even this yeah, year. Yeah, but we but we need to recycling process. For I the think books. I'm, I'm going to create need... a book swap. Yeah, let's do a book swap. And maybe I we can do that. Maybe that could swap. be our first event. Yeah, a book our swap. out of the bubble book let's swap. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stay tuned. Everyone can type up a little summary and a rating and stick it on the front, and then you can choose. I love it. Okay. Okay. Action good. list added. All right. Cool. So what else did you want to okay, chat about? So what else? A few more things out there. All right. So um, okay, I'll tell you. Quick bit about my reading too. Yes. Um, oh, no. Can I jump to Miss Mrs. Mabel? Yes, the, magnet, <laughs> the marvelous Mrs. We've Mabel. We've got the rabbi. We've got the rabbi. We've got the rabbi. Uh, so I started. We were just talking about this before the podcast. So I watched, I think, two episodes. And you maybe were the one who one, told me to and watch then, it. And then because it was on Amazon Prime, yeah. I think it dropped off my. Ugh, radar because I couldn't remember where I'd seen it and you know oh God, I mean it would have taken so me three funny. seconds to find it so then we've just while we're down on holidays we just absolutely got totally addicted and every night my husband my mum and I after oh. the kids were in bed which was sometimes like 10 30 you'd still we, squeeze we, and we had to, we had a program to get through for the holidays we had like two episodes a night it's so good <laughs> is it not it unbelievable is so good. it is so, the, so did you watch all two seasons yeah all two oh, seasons good. in one go and Love so it. I mean the costumes How are good fabulous are the, the the acting's brilliant all these characters like the story's kind of running in tangent the I whole mean, how funny was that scene when they were getting ready to go away and they brought oh. all the clothes out and it was like a fashion garment <laughs> warehouse insane that whole 1950s holiday oh. camp for like adults oh. was just so it's also wacky but it's real like, it happened <laughs> and it was a jewish camp no it was less just, <laughs> oh my god and the, the lines are so fast that i yes. think you could watch it Again, and just okay, so confession. Laugh, laugh from if you watched it twice. Okay, so the way I watched it is I signed up to Amazon Prime for the two week free trial. So yeah. I smashed it in the first two weeks and it was amazing and I loved it. And so I then went in and unsubscribed and then did yeah, have okay. to pay. Right, right. And then I don't know what happened. I think I had just had a free weekend or something. And anyway, I was going, What do I watch? I don't know. I, went, I so love the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So I signed up on a different email. <laughs> And I got, got another, another free two-week trial. <laughs> and again. I watched it again because it's exactly... It's so and, you know, there's layered. another TV show that was like that, a series that I also have watched twice, which is a lot of commitment, but um, that was when my kids were babies and up all night, so you were up anyway, um, was West Wing. Oh, so I missed the whole... Yeah, okay, so I've thing. watched that twice because... Right. And there's like seven or eight seasons but it's just brilliant but they talk so quickly it's, fast. it's so fast but i love the marvelous mrs Maisel and the third season's about it's to come coming, out it's coming and it was really it taunted us because it has the third season and then you click on it, it's just a, like a little teaser because you're just dying Imminent. and it just li- like finishes on this massive cliffhanger and anyway i just oh what a, a great show and how they film this stuff like the so because it's a period piece yeah 
And, you know, they do a a shot of the street Mm. and they could put two 1950s cars there, but there's like 25 50s cars and a whole crowd of people and... All dressed. All all dressed and looks like an actual real whole city in Mm -hmm. the era and Mm -hmm. that is just uh, the film... And they do that thing where the kind of the camera follows the character as they walk into the building and up the yes. stairs and into the room, and then it yes. swings around and there's someone the else doing something. And I loved when they were in New York, and then they went to Paris, and it went the Eiffel oh, Tower and that the whole, Empire State Building, and then it flips. That whole story with the, the mum running away to Paris is oh, just and the, so great with the with their dog called Simone. And <laughs> anyway, I, I mean. I know. Crapping I love, on here when love, people love, have watched love. it. So, so that was a total highlight. Absolutely. Um, so just quickly, I, I must say, look, my reading, I read three or four books. Wow. And I don't think there's – there wasn't a really huge standout one mm. there. Um, good holiday reading. I read oh, Tracy Chevalier's A Single Thread. Nice. If you like her books, mm. nice read. Good, great, yep, yep, good read. Yep, good read, well written. Nice. Um, and then probably pretty much promptly forgot about it. Um, a Woman of No Importance uh, was a non-fiction book which was oh. actually astonishing and is oh. about um, a resistance fighter. In World oh, War. oh, yes, heard just, about this. I talk about women being written out of history. I wow. mean, she pretty much was instrumental in the French resistance. She was American. What was she had name? she was missing a leg. She oh. shot off her own leg in a hunting accident. Had oh. had a oh, what is her name? That's okay. Oh, I'll find it. We'll get it. And and she is obviously just an astonishing relationships person. And she so she's able to build the networks from the very beginning when people were really terrified mm. and the torture was so dreadful. Um, if you were caught, and so people were terrified to join the resistance in the beginning, and they were under resourced and. It was kind of this new new concept that Churchill had instituted, but they didn't really know how to put it into effect. And so she really got the whole resistance off and running wow. and, and yet is not mentioned in history. And it was about it oh, was about her gender. I'd like to read that. Please. It was really good. And so that okay. was that was great. I don't know why I said I had bad reading over the holidays. <laughs> the house on Dalhousie Street, Dalhousie Street. No, uh, she, that, um, that was the she's the Australian author who wrote um Oh, it's really struggling today. That's okay. <laughs> that lunch, you might yeah. wake up a bit. Okay. Um, That's right. Looking Papa for Ella Brandy. She wrote Looking oh for Ella Brandy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I love that yeah. book. Her movie. Yeah, and so that. it's a really cute book and, again, nice holiday read. Nothing yeah. super challenging but, but sometimes really, need but, that. but well-written and really good characters. And, yeah. And I'm partway through The Collaborator oh my God, by Diane it. Armstrong, which you, you would love because I've it's Hungary and Israel yeah. and, and a really interesting so I'm trying to remember the name story. of the other book that she wrote. It's about right. the she's, hand with the Star of David. In yeah, the so she's written more non-fiction. Mm. And I must I've say, like, book. in terms of, like, a, as a fiction writer, mm, mm. it's not as polished as other writers we've been talking about, but the story is really fascinating mm-hmm. and a true story written in fiction fictional context oh, and so fictional fictional fiction it's a fictional book. book um so anyway i'll hand that on to you Please. and quickly oh, oh, no, dominating no, 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 the um conversations with richard feidler Do love him. um uh he interviews an english airman who was shot down mm-hmm. during second world war yep. and dropped into holland i think but oh. forms part of the resistance yes and he's just a 
astonishing storyteller, this guy. He's Wonderful. ancient. Like, he must be in his 90s, but he's fabulous cool. and just riveting oh, and um, a really, really moving kind of part of it. I won't, I won't spoil it, but, but have a listen. It's just beautiful oh, yeah so, so that's good. that's me that's you okay well um but you were going to share about um because i mean i've got a couple of movies and other tv things but I, I won't jump into it let me just say one quick thing about my out of the bubble experience being school holidays um i took my kids we went um in, we live in sydney and we went to yum cha for lunch which was yum and and tough. Yum, and no, tough. I know. My kids are very, um, how should I put it? Uh, dumpling focused? Dumpling and slightly on the adventurous side. We've occasionally had like the chicken feet come onto Ooh. our table or all sorts of things, which I did try. Ooh, it was a bit hard, but my son fully got into it. But um, we always do that as a way of, and then there was this an amazing new IGA that's opened up in the complex um, above Paddy's Market. Unbelievable oh, wow. fresh fruit and vegetables. And then the whole just Asian supermarket thing, but like on steroids. Like you can buy literally everything and anything that you could possibly want to wow. do with Asian cooking. Okay, great. It was incredible. And the ginger, the freshness of the fruit and veg and, yeah, amazing. And so that was beautiful. So we spent almost an hour just in the supermarket oh. just looking at different things because it was just so fascinating. You literally felt like you were in the middle of, I don't know, you could have been in Singapore, Kuala Lumpur, wow. Jakarta. You could have been in the middle of anywhere. Okay. That sounds my mini chef and I will. Yes, yes. To... But they also have like cooking implements and woks oh. and, and bowls and tea cups and oh, you yeah. name it. They've got everything. And some things you just have no idea what it is. And, and that makes me anyway. so excited. Um, so, we, so we spent time. And then we moved on to the White Rabbit Gallery. And so the White Rabbit Gallery is this great gallery in, in Chippendale. So we walked over, took maybe 15 minutes or so. Um, it is, a, it's only been, I couldn't believe it's only been open uh, for 10 years. I thought it'd been open for at least 20, oh, but yeah. 2009, and they had a 10 year retrospective of the best of the best. So if you've never been to the White Rabbit, it's um, modern Chinese art. It's almost as impressive as our 10 episodes, almost. I know. We'll have to do something with our 10th one. We'll need to look into that. So that was my out-of-the-bubble-ish yes. type school holiday adventure with cool. kids. Um, you know, ferries and trains and yeah. you know, lots of walking. And, and time. Yes, and spent the whole day just meandering. And Meander, how lovely. Yes, no pressure, no time. We just ate when we wanted to, saw art walked around it was just fun so and you went down you were saying down to the morning yeah so morning peninsula which of course i grew up there so i know well but um we uh one of the favorite things to do is the peninsula hot springs which has been uh extended since it was first opened Uh and so it's now pretty expansive um i've been quite a few times and it can get really crowded but we went on 4 p.m on a friday everyone was leaving there's a lot of tourist buses, so Rush. it's pretty it's pretty full on. Yeah. And it was delightful. The sun oh, was setting in okay. the west. We sat in the hot springs and watched the sun go down. Oh my god. And How with just a couple of other people around us. I had my kids, my nephew and my niece, and these kids, teenagers and tweenagers, mm. were just having the it's really interesting because you kind of can't resist the re- relaxation process. There is something about sitting in the water mm-hmm. and you sort of, all the rushing 
feeling and the urge to be somewhere even when you're on holidays just sort of drains out of you and I'm looking at these couple of teenage boys just sitting back with their eyes shut going this is so relaxing (laughs) and then everyone was speaking more slowly (laughs) the northern territory and all those springs up there it's the same same do you reckon it's also the minerals and all the beautiful things it's the heat it's a bit like a bath but you're outside and it's nature like all these elements I think there's something to that it's like an alchemy of I think there is something in the minerals, the the heat, the yeah, nature, outdoors, and it, you can't resist it. You actually can't fight it. <laughs> Resistance is futile. Resistance is futile. <laughs> and I think I was looking at these kids going, okay, that's a test. That they don't stop. Yeah. And yet, look, even they have been silenced by the hot springs. Silenced so it was by the really beautiful, springs. but it is insane when it's busy. So. If you can go in the evenings, I think it's up until sort of nine or something. I was going to say particularly, well, now that daylight savings has kicked in, it's one of those things that's such a, that's totally out of the bubble, isn't it? That is out of the bubble. That's a very hidden, like, secret. You're going to be, uh, what is it, Victoria, like, Tourism Victoria should be paying you commission. It should be. Well, I don't know, there's like four billion tourist buses coming through there. <laughs> Direct from Dullamarine, I think. But anyway, oh gosh. yeah, you just got to find local time. Fair enough. So yeah, so there's lots of other stuff to do, but that was that's a standout. So yeah, oh, that's beautiful. My tip. That's my tip. And now we're back into the swing of things, uh, yes, aren't we? we so are. we're pretty much at the end of time. Yep. You believe? That's it. I know. I've still got quite a few things to share, but I'm going to save it for our okay. next Okay, roll over. We're going to do topics. a roll over. None of them are you know time specific. Okay, so we might do the next one. Um, Soon, yes, sooner well, rather than later. Yeah, we can and, do that. Um, yeah, and I just want to do a quick mention. Yes, to um, all the people who have contacted us. Oh yes, um, directly and on and social no, media, just so with nice. lovely the loveliest comments about. Um, like responding to our comments on books, mm-hmm. having their own responses, yes. recommending books yes. and talking about other things they've seen, which makes me so happy because if people are reading yes, and, and getting engaged getting and getting engaged, out of their bubble. It's just lovely. So, yeah. So, there, yeah, there we are. I just thought it was worth a mention because it's it's lovely because we do kind of – we were talking in a void, but then suddenly we step out of it and so true. kind of like a little engaged community. So speaking of community, I'm going to do the obligatory podcast social media spiel just yes. momentarily, which is um, we now also have an Instagram page, which yeah. I set up out of the bubble. Yeah. Um, so you can find us there and um, still on Facebook. And where else are we? I don't think anywhere. We've got our website, yeah. But um, all our podcasts and episodes are, can be found there. We've got our show notes on our um, website. And also, very importantly, on iTunes and or other um, Spotify. Spotify. We're on Chromecast. We're on every one of them. Yeah. Um, so please uh, like, provide any lovely five-star ratings so that we get found more. We can grow our community, which seems to be growing weekly, which is yep. lovely. It's welcome. Very excited to have all our new pod, our bubblers rather. Um, and, you know, we just love to get the word out. So like, share, comment as much as you can. And I uh, look forward to chatting with you very soon. See you soon now. See you soon, Liz. Bye. Bye. Oh, no, we've got to find the dot. Ah. <laughs> Keep seamless. talking. Seamless. Bye. Seamless. I was so professional. Bye.